Hello, hello, everybody. You are listening to Throne Room Thoughts with Tanisha. The Bible tells us to come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. My hope and prayer for everyone listening to this podcast is that you'll receive the tools to boldly declare power and victory over your life in Jesus Christ. Hello, 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 everyone. How are you, my good people? Welcome to another episode of Throne Room Thoughts with Tanisha. Always a privilege and an honor to be with you guys, getting into the word of God, figuring out what God's promises are saying to us. I hope you all are having a wonderful day. And if not, then hopefully something that we discuss here on Throne Room Thoughts will change that and put some things into perspective for you guys. So let's get right into it. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we always start the podcast with the preaching potential quote of the day. The preaching potential quote is a quote that is said and has some actual life principles and has some things that we can actually apply to our life attached to the quote. I love a good quote. I love a snappy comeback, a witty saying. And so whenever I hear a good quote that um, resonates with me, I take note of it and then I share it with you guys as the preaching potential quote of the day. So let's get into it. Our preaching potential quote of the day comes from Pastor Tony Evans and he pastors Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas. I love me some Tony Evans. I have a handful of pastors aside from my um, pastor at my local church. I have a handful of pastors that I listen to and that I actually glean from and study um, their the, the word and their preachings and sermons. Um, and Pastor Tony Evans is one of those pastors for me. I really, really do appreciate and love his teaching. Um, I, I, I'm a fan of any teaching that makes the Bible relevant and practical for for us, especially for the for the quote unquote millennials. We are in a day and age where we need things to make sense. We need things to be brought to the here and now so that we could actually walk it out. And so Tony Evans is one of those pastors. And that is the goal of Throne Room Thoughts as well. It's always the goal here to connect our thoughts with the mind of God in a way that we could actually apply it to our everyday lives. So the quote that he said is, If you're not willing to be broken, then you might as well forget your breakthrough. If you're not willing to be broken, then you might as well forget your breakthrough. Now, one might ask, why does this have preaching potential? This quote has preaching potential, um, especially in the context of what we're going to be talking about today on Throne Room Thoughts. This has preaching potential because a lot of times we... We say we want change. We say we want something different. Um, We act like we're ready for a a new experience and, and, and things of that nature. But it isn't until you are thoroughly, completely, wholeheartedly broken and fed up of your current situation that you can actually begin to experience change. It isn't until you begin to be disgusted with where you are and and, and until you start to see 
things in a different way and feel differently about where you are. A lot of times we have to be completely broken before God, before we are, we experience change. And so when he says, if you're not ready to be broken, then you might as well forget your breakthrough. That really resonates with me because I remember so vividly and so clearly being at a place in my life where I wanted things to be different. I was in a cycle, cycles. I love that song. I was in a cycle of doing what I knew, doing what felt comfortable and going around and around on on the hamster wheel, but still feeling deep down inside that I was ready for a change. And I had to really and truly lay it all out for God, really and truly be honest with myself about what was working and what wasn't. A lot of times we tell ourselves things are working and as long as things are working, we're going to keep doing what it is that we're doing. But when you take a step back and look at your life, look at where you want your life to be, look at the possibilities and the potential that you have versus where you actually are because you've been doing what's working, then in all honesty, we have to say, this isn't really working. I thought it was. There's a level of complacency and comfortability, but it's not really working. So um, there is a level of of renewing of your mind and changing the way you see things that that's required for your breakthrough to manifest itself. And so I really did love that that quote from Pastor Tony Evans. And that is our preaching potential quote of the day. Let's roll right into the meat and potatoes of why we're even meeting, why we're even talking, why this podcast is even um, taking place. We are going to talk today about renewing our minds, transforming our thoughts and renewing our minds. It's one thing to think good thoughts. It's it's one thing to, to be positive and to try to radiate positivity. But until you can transform your mind and change the way you think about things, and be honest about the strongholds that you have in your mind, the lies that you've allowed yourself to believe, the lies that you've rehearsed over and over again in your own mind to the point where now um, this is your story, this is your identity. Until we could get honest about those things and dig those things up, plow those things up, then there is no renewing of the mind. Renewing of the mind is not just something that takes place by thinking good thoughts, but we also have to unlearn those other ways of thinking and unlearn those other things that we've told ourselves and that maybe our family members have told us, our significant others have told us, a teacher may have told it to you. There are lies and deceptions that come from everywhere. There are untrue things being spoken into our lives and spoken over us and spoken into our spirits from everywhere. And so today, what we want to do on Throne Room Thoughts is challenge those untrue things, challenge those things that are contrary to the word of God, and then begin to look at that and break that cycle, break that that thought pattern. So I am very excited to do this with you guys. I am excited to get into it and see what God is saying to us and what he has to tell us in his word. So what are the lies that that have been told to you? What are the lies that you've been telling yourself? Things like, I'll never get out of debt. I'll never be able to get another job. I'll never have a job this good. 
I always suffer from depression and anxiety. I always suffer with addiction. I'm unlovable. I'm not good enough. I'll always live with this pain in my body. I'll never be able to repair my family. My children will never go further than I have. What are the lies that you've been telling yourself? What are the what are the things that you've been rehearsing over and over again? Sometimes we become close friends with our pain and our trauma and our sickness and our disease. We own it in a way that we should never be owning owning such things. You you hear a person say, oh, my cancer, my diabetes, my pain. These are things that do not belong to us. And we should never own those things with our mouths, with our minds, or with our spirits. Yes, things happen. Situations arise. But we should always be on the side of what God says and on the side of what scripture says, no matter what we see in front of us and no matter what the quote unquote facts tell us, we should always revert back to what God says and get into agreement with what God says. So yes, you may have been molested. Yes, you may have been abused. You may have suffered from addiction for a very long time. You may have a generational issue in your family that has taken out various other family members. You may actually have a struggle with depression, anxiety, sadness and and brokenness and pain and all of these different things are very real things that we are not trying to undermine here on throne room thoughts and we are not trying to act as though they're not true you can have facts and still not have truth so yes those things may very well be facts of the matter but what we want to do is we want to come against what the facts say with what God's truth says so let's talk about what what God's truth says some of the things that God has to say to you and I some of God's truths very important nuggets and 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 truths that we want to grasp onto and we want to like I always say keep in our toolkit What does he say? He says, you are an overcomer. You are loved. You are important. You matter. You will prosper. Your family will prosper for generations to come. You are free. You are liberated. You are healthy in mind, body, and spirit. You will succeed. You will not fail. These are the thoughts we want to think on. These are the kind of things that we want to rehearse and declare over our lives. Throne Room Thoughts is about having the boldness and the confidence to declare these things over your life despite what the facts say, despite what your situation is telling you. You still have the right and you don't need anybody's permission. You don't need your situation's permission. You don't need a friend's permission or a family member's permission, your spouse's permission. You don't need anyone's approval to think good things about yourself and to speak positive things over yourself, your family, and your children. These are the words of the Lord for you, and you have the right to boldly take hold of it and have the confidence to stand on the word of God. You are an overcomer. You are loved. 
You are not insignificant. You are not unimportant. You matter. You will prosper. You will be successful. You will leave generational wealth for your family behind you. You will get out of poverty. You will get out of debt. You are free. You are not in bondage. You are liberated. Now, how do I know this to be true? You know how I know? I know because scripture backs everything up. And scripture for for the believer and for those of us who are walking with Christ, scripture is our blueprint. It's what we base our life off of. It's what we base our truth off of. And so let's look at a couple of scriptures that actually back up the positive affirmations that we are saying over our lives. Romans 8. 31 to 39 is such a delicious scripture. It's so delicious. It's got to be fattening. It is delicious. It is chocked full of bold declarations and promises. Apostle Paul says this to the Romans. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Won't he also give us everything else? Listen, let me stop there. I have to stop there because we need to talk about that. We can't just glaze over these wonderful, delicious things like if it's business as usual, right? On throne room thoughts, when we come into agreement with the word of God, we are coming into agreement with power, with victory, with prosperity, with health, with wealth. And so when we come into the into the word of God in the presence of the Lord, we got to do it with like... Like, this is something spectacular. This is not ordinary. When he says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? If God is for you, who can ever be against you? Not your boss, not your, not a a significant other who broke your heart, not depression, not anxiety, not sickness and disease, not fear, not worry, not stress. If God is for you, who can be against you? No one and nothing could be against you. These are the declarations you have to make over your life, despite what the facts of the circumstance says. God's truth outweigh any fact of any circumstance. And the Bible says, if he is for you, who can ever be against you? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. That's how much you are loved. You are loved. You are important. You matter so much that God gave up his only begotten son and did not spare him just for you, just so that God could be connected to you, just so that God could be restored with you and your relationship with him could be reconciled. So despite what you've done, There's no amount of drugs you could have taken, no amount of people you could have slept with, no amount of lies you could have told, no amount of things you could have stole that could come between the love that God has for you. The love he has for you is so great that he did not spare even his own son, but he gave him up for us all. Lord, have mercy. Lord, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Who dares accuse Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? God has chosen you for his own. You are not an orphan. You are not a wanderer. You are not somebody who is out there alone and abandoned. God chose you. Who dares accuse 
us whom God has chosen for his own. No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Lord Jesus, this is so delicious because the devil the enemy, the accuser of the brethren would have you think that you have done too many wrong things. You have gone so far left that there's no coming back. You have reached a point of no return and the devil is a liar because the word of God says no one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us pleading for you and pleading for me, pleading for you not to kill yourself, pleading for you not to think that this is the end, pleading for you not to think that there's no other way, pleading for you not to take your life out of sadness and desperation, pleading for you to come to God and to give him your life and to give him your dreams and your hopes and your sadness and your fears and your worries and trade them for his power and trade them for his love and trade them for his protection. That is what Apostle Paul is trying to get people to understand in this in this verse. It is so good. Lord, have mercy. OK. All right. Let me let me move on. Let me move on. All right. The next, the next um, piece of proof that we have to stand on, Deuteronomy 30 and, 9, 30 and 9 says, The Lord your God will then make you successful in everything you do. He will give you many children and numerous livestock, and he will cause your fields to produce abundant harvest. For the Lord will again delight in being good to you as he was to your ancestors. So we have confirmation in the word of God that you will be successful as you draw closer to God, as you strive to live in obedience with his plans and purposes and his will for your life. As you seek him with your whole heart, he will prosper you. He will ensure that you are successful, not just you, but you and your children, you and your generations that you have. So good. These promises are everything. Okay. So John 8 and 36 says, so if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. And if you're truly free, then that means you are not in bondage to anything. You are not in bondage to depression. You are not in bondage to anxiety. You are not in bondage to sickness. You are not in bondage to sadness. You are not in bondage to lack. You are not in bondage to poverty. You are not in bondage to alcohol addiction or, or drug addiction. The son has set you free. Jesus Christ came to set us free. So we are not in bondage to anything. We are fully liberated and we don't need anybody's permission to rise above the boon chang chang that we have had to. Yes, I definitely said boon chang chang. We do not need anyone's permission to rise above the boon chang chang that we have had to suffer with for generations and generations to come. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Moving on to our next scripture, Ephesians 2 and 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece and he has things that he has planned for us to do. 
If he called you to him, then that means he has things that only you can do, that only you could bring to the earth. And so you are needed. You are necessary. You are important and you matter. Your life matters and what you do with it matters. Our next scripture, and this one is a a really good one and it's a biggie because A lot of times people are under the perception that when you become a Christian or if you give your life to God, it should be easy breezy, lemon squeezy. It should be smooth sailing from there and nothing could be further from the truth. If anything, the opposite is true. We will face trials. We will face tests. There does come persecution along with being a child of the most high God. And so the book of James chapter one verses two to four tells us, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I know that sounds crazy because I don't know why anybody would feel joyful about having stress and problems. But this is why. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. My God, let me read that again for you guys. Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So this is the thing. When you're looking at Faith, when you're considering faith, right? And faith is everything. Faith is the crux of what we're doing here in as, as followers of Christ. It's we believe by faith. We trust by faith. We follow by faith. And so everything we're doing here takes a measure of faith that we have to be able to dole out per situation and per circumstance. Every circumstance will require different faith and different levels of 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 our faith. Think of faith like this. It's not a light switch that you turn on and off. Your faith is a muscle that you flex and develop and exercise and train. So you train your muscles and you develop your muscles in the off season, right? And then you actually flex them when you're going through trials and tribulations. So Every day, every day, every day, we train our minds, we train our spirits, we train our our mouth to, to think like God, to speak like God, to feel like God, to see things the way God sees it. So that when trials and tribulations come, we have our toolkit to draw from, draw from. And God brings back to remembrance all the things that we've already studied and rehearsed and gotten deep down into our spirits. The thing is, the tests are required to continue to build your muscle. Just like if you were exercising and lifting weights, you can't always lift the five pound weights. Eventually, your muscles will become accustomed to it and then it won't really be doing anything for you in terms of building your muscle. So you have to increase and increase and increase. And as you increase, your ability to take on more also increases, right? So it's a it's a side by side thing. You build you build your muscle by lifting heavier weights. And as you lift the heavier weights, you're able to take on more weight. Your faith is the exact same way. So as you get the word of God down into your spirit, as you get the God, God's truth into your mind, 
and you declare God's truth over your life and live a life that's congruent with that, then when situations arise, because they will, they always do. So when situations arise, you're able to pull from what you already know and use that to keep you afloat. That's the way that you work your faith. So I want to leave that with you guys because I don't want anyone to think because you're a Christian, because you're following God and because you're going through your checklist that you're exempt and that you're immune from trials, tribulations, stress, bills, sickness, sadness, breakups. All of these different things will still happen because life happens and we are living life. But what we want to be able to do is use our faith muscle to get us through and to and to draw us closer to God, to make our relationship with God a stronger relationship, a more meaningful, power, powerful relationship. We want to boldly stand on the word of God. We're not foolishly, naively standing on the word of God. We're not blindly following the word of God. We're boldly standing on the word of God with confidence and with power. It takes a serious level of boldness to say, I will live. I will not die. I will not die from this disease like my family. I will not be addicted to alcohol like my family. I will not be broke the way I was raised or have less than the way I was raised. I will live in abundance. I will live in the overflow. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That takes boldness, especially if the facts of the circumstance are telling you something different. So there's a level of boldness that we want to exude and that we want to use to declare God's truth over our life, even when the facts of the matter tell us something different. I pray to God that somebody listening got something good from that and somebody listening got something that they are ready and able to apply to their lives. That is the only reason why throne room thoughts even exist because we want to be able to stand on God's promises, boldly declare it, confidently trust it and and use that to propel our lives into another place and 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 to come to the plans and the purposes that God has for us. So that was good. That was good. And it felt really, really, really good to be delving into the word. Um, let's move on to our next segment. What am I listening to now? So Elevation Worship has a new album out called Hallelujah Here Below. So I've been test driving that and listening to that. Um, it's growing on me. I do love Elevation Worship and I do love a number of their other albums and songs and have worship to them in church and, and in my own personal quiet time with God. So I'm really hanging on and I'm going to give the album another world and maybe another world if I need to. Um, but that is what I'm listening to right now. So Elevation Worship, their new album, Hallelujah Here Below. Give it a try and see how you feel about it and let me know. As usual, um, stay connected through throneroomthoughts.com. Email me your testimonies. Email me anything that you want to say, that you want to discuss, any topics that you feel like we should be delving into and applying our throne room thoughts to. Um, and remember, we shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Don't hesitate to give your testimonies. It is a powerful thing for the body of Christ to see what God is doing in, with, and through other people. And it's good to expect things, to hope for things and to pray for things as well. Let us pray with expectancy. Let us come into agreement together to see the goodness of the Lord 
in the land of the living in our lifetime. As always, it's a privilege and an honor. Until next time. Until next time, be bold, be powerful, and be victorious. Stay connected at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com. Yeah.